Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. The world's just changed so radically and we're all running to catch up. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? With the best intentions. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. Dr. Malcolm, I have to share a few campfire stories with my uncle. You can convince the Washington Post and the Skeptical Inquirer of whatever you want. But I was there, I know what happened, and so do you. I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Hello, welcome to the March issue of Jurassic Minutes, where we discuss recent movie, toy, and franchise news for the Jurassic series. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're a week late, but we're still coming in with the March news, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a new TV series that's possibly in development, uh, a new art book, finally, David, we've been waiting for that, and uh, everything that's been shut down because of uh, that virus that we will surely talk about towards the end of the show. But all that and a lot more coming up on this month's show. Getting straight into some news, uh, a big happy birthday over this past week to uh, Robert Baker. Baker? Baker? <laughs> Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, born March 25th, 1945. I'm not going to do the math, but uh, he had a birthday this week. Um, a well-known name in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be, what, 85, I think, almost, wouldn't it? Oh, again, I'm not doing the math, because <laughs> I'll get it wrong. <laughs> no, no, it would no, be... I'm sorry, 75, 75. Yeah, he's, so he's 75. Somebody else, I believe, also celebrated a birthday recently, I think. I think we both know him. Oh, myself? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. That's all right. I was going to bring it up. <laughs> uh, yes, again, not doing the math and calculating how many days it is. It's just another year, another year older. That's great. Birthdays all around. Mm-hmm. How, how long do we have to wait for yours? What month? Uh, another year. Our mind passed back in February. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday for February, Dave. <laughs> I think we talked about it back uh, back then. I'm not sure. Oh, everything's gone on. We did mem- our February news. <laughs> My memory's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Something else that's gone too. Jurassic Park Builder has officially closed its doors. Um... I remember playing it when it first came out. I sort of got off the uh, bandwagon when it changed over to the Jurassic World Builder and um, the whole dino battles and dino arena stuff. Uh, Dave, did you have much much gaming time with Park Builder? I never got into it. I, I do not really get into mobile games all that much. So that was, I mean, it seemed kind of, I don't know if you call it chibi styled or not. But, I mean, I, I just didn't really care for the animation style and how kind of, you know. Hmm. I, I much prefer um, Evolution. Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah, plus the whole pay-to-play and all that sort of exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. I've heard many people, uh, gri- uh, not grieving, but griping about how you got to, like, pay to boost your park, pay to get a T-Rex, pay to get a this and that, and it just seemed... I'm not, I'm not a money. I'm not Luddy's money bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember too. There's there's some issues with some people uh, with their accounts, where they'd just go and log in one day and the account was gone, or all that money in that was gone, and they'd have to try and get it back somehow. Contacting uh, the developer and all that, trying to try. Oh, yes, I and... yes I have heard that too. I can't believe it's been gone for eight years. That's look at one of the comments here. Eight years of play, so. Yeah, sure. It probably lasted a lot longer than what a lot of mobile games did or would have. Yeah, it came, it, that means the game. I mean, kid, it came out in 2012, didn't it? It'd have to have ran there somewhere. Yeah. Once we start getting excited for Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, uh, rest in peace, Jurassic Park Builder. Uh, Jurassic World Builder, I believe, is still up though, isn't it? I'd assume so. It'd still start while the franchise was in. You'd, you'd think anyway. Yeah. Because I still see people with uh, evolved animals posting up on Facebook and that from Builder. Mm-hmm. All the all the fluoro-coloured <laughs> animals and everything else, so people are still having fun with it. And probably still spending a lot of money on cash. Due to technical difficulties, all our exhibits are now closed. 
please disembark all rides and return to the resort. David, we've been wanting some sort of table book for the series uh, now for a while. On Twitter, someone asked Colin um, along the lines if there was some sort of book coming and he sort of hinted that uh, it was a collaboration with him and Bayona were working on one. Uh, the comment was, or the question was, Morse for the uh, Jurassic World series. So I'm pretty sure we uh, we mentioned something about this last, last minute. So I remember talking about this mm-hmm. in news, whether it was going to contain to park and world or just world or all six films yeah yeah this one i mean i am like you said we've been wanting it for a long time here and <coughs> excuse me um and it's just like you said is it going to be all six movies just the last three i'm hoping personally for all through all six but kind of expecting only just the past the last three just the world films hmm. But regardless, it's it should be fantastic. I mean, we do have, th- uh, admittedly, the making of books for a lot of concept art that has been released uh, for the first two movies, at least, not for the third, which sadly remains to be the least um, uh, the book. Or, I'm sorry, the movie with the least amount of behind-the-scenes material available. Mm. Yeah, and we. Recently, I've been posting up concept art for Jurassic World on the uh, Facebook page just as we lead up to the start of the uh, minutes recaps. And mm-hmm. even we were talking with uh, as Fallen Kingdom was going into high gear and into production, just some of the concept art coming out of that, the animals running through the fire and all all that sort mm-hmm. of fantastic art there as well. So it would be great to have a physical book. <laughs> You'd be able to go through mm. and look all that stuff and not just a hard drive. And... Personally, myself, I mean, I just got the Rise of Skywalker art book in, and unfortunately, a majority of it, like the Last Jedi art book, is kind of just finished product in concept art form, and I'm kind of hoping that they don't do that with this, because there is already a lot, a lot of great, fantastic, earlier stage concept art available for Jurassic World that has been released by the artists themselves, and so I'm really kind of hoping that they go all out and show some of the earlier script stuff that has been, that we've already seen, but just in a higher available quality. Yeah, well, we're going to talk in a minute about some concept art that's never been really released before by some of the artists. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to be an issue, especially if it's sort of looking the next 12 months or so, if it doesn't come out before Dominion, because a lot of times when these art books come out, if there's a movie that's about to come out, um, as well mm-hmm. as not going to feature a lot on that, with, with maybe aside for some production images and that, as you're saying, the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> would be the same. Like when it was printed, um, the film probably hadn't been released yet. So spoilers. Well, I believe that it was the Rise of Skywalker one was originally pegged to be released concurrently with the movie. Like I think the day or a couple of days after the movie are uh, released in the theaters internationally. But then they held it back until March, till the end of March, and I think a lot of fans were expecting, oh, so they're going to be putting in some of that secret stuff that, uh, so like I'm, I'm not going to, oh, okay, I'll spoil Rise of Skywalker. I think everyone but, wanted to see it. Spoiler alert: <laughs> Returns. That's kind of been known since, um, since the first trailer dropped. But yeah, a lot of people were kind of hoping, oh, maybe they'll be putting some of that in there, but they never did. It's out of, it's not in the art book. It's not in the visual dictionary. It's kind of like. Well, where's Palpatine? He's, he's like the major part of this movie here, you know? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned he, that. And probably like one of the best parts of the movie is just missing. Yeah. From yeah. the art book and the visual dictionary. Yeah, I listen to a lot of movie review podcasts, especially if those fans of the series and that when uh, they were reviewing Rise of Skywalker saying, well, I don't know how this happened or how that <laughs> happened. I'll just have to wait for the, the art book. And <laughs> as you're now saying, well, those those answers aren't in the book at all, which is a shame. Yeah, apparently the uh, novel the novelization has been the whole filler for um, this mo- for that movie. Oh, okay. And, but yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they don't do that with these with this art book that's coming up because like I said, I mean, we've seen the finished product. We don't just need, we don't need to see the finished product drawn. We, we want to see all that crazy, wacky oddball stuff that they, that didn't make it into the movie, you know? Yep. Do you have that art book handy? 
it just came out the 31st, and I've got it in my, on my shelf now. Is it, how many pages do you reckon is in there? Uh, let me check. Because that's um that's that probably focuses on the one film, and I'm sure there'd be a lot more pages than what you'd have for a like a trilogy uh, look at book. Because I'm just one comment here from Hong Lee, a friend of ours, is sort of saying he didn't really want all six movies or even all three movies in the one book, just because you're not going to get a lot from each movie. It's going to be sort of um. Um, I just checked. There's 250 pages in the book itself. All of them have full spread, or not full spread, but all of them have pictures on the pages. So mm. we can probably expect, if it's going to be three of that, we could probably expect at least twice the size of that of the uh, of that book. Maybe three, maybe 500 pages. Any more than that, and it's going to be just a special edition Bible, and they're not going to be able to sell that in stores, honestly. Yeah. I have the one that they put out for just Ralph McQuarrie's art for Star Wars, and that that thing is literally, it's weight in bricks. It's size in bricks. <laughs> the thing is gigantic. <laughs> it, it probably does weigh at least as much as a cinder block. <laughs> i got to say. The thing is huge. Uh. I wonder if um I wonder if you could have that much content for the trilogy because there's probably not the same amount of characters, costumes, uh, vehicles, all that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Well, that's another thing true. Of the stuff that has been released, we do know that it is probably per film not as much as they could per film with Star Wars because, yeah. as you said, not as many characters, not as many. All of that, vehicles, designs, places. Locations, yeah. That they, they, they kind of break it down by places, characters, costumes, props, and with, especially with Jurassic World alone, I mean, you had basically one major setting, and that was Isla Nublar, and then with Fallen Kingdom, you had basically two major settings, Isla Nublar and the Lockwood Mansion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and as as you recently posted on Facebook, they uh they all look the same, <laughs> very very similar anyway, on the island. Well, I mean, okay, this is a bit of a tangent rant, but yes, let's do I it. Mean, do Spiel it. <laughs> Spielberg creating what's that? Do it. <laughs> Spielberg creating uh, Jurassic Park in Isla Nublar, or Isla Nublar for Jurassic Park was three different islands to create the entire kind of thing they had. Um, what was it? Oahu, or no, yeah, Oahu, Maui, and Kauai. Kauai, of course, being the main island that had probably 90% of the settings, but even then, it spread almost across the, you know, it is spread entirely across the entire island. And then you have oh, uh, Jurassic World, and it's this one small corner of Oahu. And it's basically the same corner of one mountain range as the backdrop as the entire island. It's like, that's not diverse. you got the same <laughs> mountain in the background of all, every scene. How is that diversity? Mm. You know? Yep. Yep. And even then, going into Lost World, adding Eureka and that to it as well. Just, mm. yeah. Yep. No, good tangent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I'm hoping, and we'll get to um, current world events and that uh, a little bit later, but I'd imagine a lot of the table book you could be doing at home on a computer, people researching or putting stuff together, so he's hoping this is something that's not going to be delayed. Yeah, I am too. It's, well, at this point, and we'll talk about this more when we get to it, but because um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has already been delayed, but as far as I know, Trevor is still hoping to stick with the... Um, Trevor is still hoping to stick with the release date that they currently have set. So, just fingers crossed they don't rush everything and try to get it all done, and that they take their, they do take their time and do it right. You know, yeah. this is if, if this is to be the last movie movie, then let's make it right. Yep. Go in the document. What do you mean, like with people? All right. Uh, moving on to some concept art that's recently been released online. Uh, Richard. Delgado, um, concept artist for Jurassic Park 3, has uh, found some old sketches in his um, sketchbook, apparently, and uh, yeah. posted some up online of the uh, the lab lab production mm -hmm. floor from Jurassic Park 3. 
Yeah, Ricardo Delgado has been um, very good at kind of releasing concept his personal archives of his concept art for pretty much a lot of his movies. He even had a Tumblr at one point, but I haven't checked it in a while. I don't even know if he even keeps up on it anymore. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, did a lot of work, a lot of concept and um, storyboard sketches. So we do have a lot of that that he's released. And so he's released three pieces uh, just as of now. One with the, um, you said the lab concept art, which was two of them, and another one with um, raptors kind of sneaking around the lab. Mm. And he's kind of just got some pencil or pen sketches of those, which are really cool. Because, I mean, like this first one that you have here linked, where it's you see the uh, backdrop of the lab, and it's the bubble... Uh, the bubble hatchers with on one side split by a hallway with a um with a stairway at the and on the side of it. And the other side is two is looks like incubation tubes and the over the um the incubators is these robotic arms looks very very close to the finished results of mm. the the finished the finished movie. Yeah, and it sort of harkens a lot to what I envisioned for when we're going through the lab in the Lost World, too. Um, mm-hmm. Just the robotic arms, the production lines. We don't see any conveyor belts crisscrossing here and that, but um, just, again, the sheer industrial look of it all. Massive mm-hmm. tanks over on the left, um, filled with fluids, waters, whatever whatever that is. But it's, um, Again, it's just great to see <laughs> some of this stuff emerging that we've never seen before. And again, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, for one of the films that probably has the least amount of behind-the-scenes stuff available for it. Yeah. Well, I think I've mentioned before how Delgado has been kind of one of those godsends in that he's released so much material that his would otherwise probably have never seen the day of light, or the light of day. I'm just trying to find those other... <laughs> well, I, I had a link uh, to the let one. me send you the other one. Oh wow! I've just seen. I went to his uh, Facebook page and they got the the Yoda puppet here <laughs> on his yeah. shoulder. Yeah, the one you have posted here that's like one of the main shots, and he's got another shot here. It's kind of a um, not really sure what you call it, menagerie, I guess you could call it shot. And then they got another one where it, you see them running from the raptors that are kind of trapped by the machinery. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, that one's kind of cool because it looks it looks like it's it's clearly from the time before Joe Johnson kind of came on and um, they were deciding oh let's uh, scrap these designs and go with the ones that we that we got in the movie because these clearly look like they're meant to be the original first two raptor designs and you see the one raptor running uh, after the everybody fleeing and then another raptor trapped looks like he's uh, stuck between one of the two of the incubators which. Is something that we actually got in the movie, so that's kind of cool to see too. Yeah, it's very similar to the uh, the raptor getting Ellie in the maintenance shed, just coming between the pipes there and getting caught yeah. up in amongst it. But um, yeah, like there's that one and the the multi the multi image one, just the different perspectives looking down. Maybe they were just sort of showing what the set was going to look like, and but there's, like, there's a couple here up in the the roof roof area too like maybe the, the chase would have been up there to escape the raptors or um well there are actually quite a few production um photos from these from the second level that we never actually really got to see which is interesting because it looks like because the way that they built the set looks like they meant to explore it far more than they what they actually did <laughs> and it said in the movie it just goes from this is how you created dinosaurs Rawr. Run, <laughs> yeah, Run. We, yeah. <laughs> Outside, we we talked a lot about that and our uh, disappointment with that. Even the, yeah. uh, the the top right image sort of it almost sets up the frame when they do run out of that area um, and into the kennels and the raptors chasing behind. Mm-hmm. Also interesting, the bottom one here, bottom one there, sort of almost looks like the spinosaur. A very brief outline of the spinosaur, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, I'm sure that this one here was like one of those putting ideas to paper, you know. I mean, that's a lot of what concept artists do is they're just, they, they're given the script and they're told, let your imagination go wild. What do you see here, you know? Mm. And then it's up to the prop departments and the set department's job to create it, create what that concept artist uh, sees. 
Yeah, and I say Spinosaur. At that point, it may have even been the Baryonyx, and not the mm-hmm. Spinosaur, but it is dated May of 2000, so it's odd that a year before release date, they're doing concept art and not uh, not actually starting production. Mm. Well, remember, there's another thing, though, is um, it was written basically on the fly, <laughs> and so they didn't have a really, really truly prepared dialogue script. They had an idea of what they wanted and beyond that, I, actually, I think in back in 2000 they were still advertising the Baryonyx because there's the double there's the double feature box set. Uh, what was that? The, like the collector's box set or some collector's edition box set that they released with the first two movies on either VHS or DVD with the special features. Mm-hmm. And they, I remember the advertisements for it say being advertised live feed to the set of Jurassic Park three, and it was the Baryonyx logo. Mm. Yeah, that, that logo got around a bit back then. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'd, I hope there's more more to come out of this, and even some of the other artists on the uh, on the films. As, as we were saying before, the tabletop book, I could I could have a book of this sort of stuff across the films as well. Yeah. And that's another thing I'm kind of hoping that they're doing with this book here is reaching out to the various artists uh, like Delgado and everybody else. Um, who was the other, who was the big crash McCurry hoping that they are reaching out to all these guys saying, Hey, putting an art book together. You want, if there's anything you want released, if you want the public to see, you know, it's the time. <laughs> I, could, I could just take a crash book covering <laughs> lost world and Jurassic park. But <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. John Bell art that he did for uh, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then, of course, you'd want the miniatures in there as well uh, for the Lost World. This is how you make dinosaurs? No. This is how you play God. Moving on, um, the fan community was blown away by news of a uh, Jurassic World live-action TV series going into development from Amblin Television, which I didn't know was a thing before now, which, looking here, I don't think it is still a thing. It's uh, just... They're developing Amblin Television. Their first project's going to be um, an untitled Jurassic World series. Um, yeah, this one I am kind of more or less wary about because it doesn't really... Jurassic Outpost doesn't really put a um, source on this as they're often not to do. And so I'm kind of just like, okay, maybe they... I, mean, I do know that, that NBC is developing their own streaming service called Peacock. Mm-hmm. And if it goes, and if it's going to be released anywhere, it will probably be there. But at the same time, I mean, there's been rumblings of a of a Jurassic Park live action series since the first Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, honestly. And so, it's kind of one of those like how I felt with Jurassic World. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah, well, like the biggest issue with this here, just reading through it, is it's they reckon it's going to tie into Dominion if it's going to tie. At least season one tie into Dominion, then it really needs to be out before Dominion is now again. Yeah. <laughs> what we get and to I don't later, see that happening, no. especially not concurrently with um, Camp Cretaceous, which is already uh, slated to be put out. I think um, isn't it sometime either late this year or early next? Well, it's meant to be August, I think August or November. But again, we'll get to that in a minute with uh, what may be going on there, virus mm-hmm. related, but. Uh, yeah, I, if it's in development, it's in development. I don't. It should be further along than just development stage if it's going to try and come out. Because yeah. um, I don't. Battle Battle Big Rock come out just long enough after Fallen Kingdom to be still tied into that as more of a well. This is what's happened because of the events of Fallen Kingdom, not what's going to be happening into Dominion because we're still two and a half, three years away from it. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't. I think um, Camp Cretaceous is going to show us more of that day in the life on Isla Nublar while Jurassic World's operating. I, I don't even know Actually, what I think to do. To, I think it's, I've heard that Camp Cretaceous is meant to be directly after, and it's going to be... Like, the pilot is supposed to be concurrent with Jurassic World, and then the series thereafter is supposed to be the survivors stranded on the island. Hmm. Well, we're, we're going to see a lot of the park before... What yeah. we see of Informed Kingdom, I mean, like, true, true. Um, I'm sure, yeah, whether it's just the pilot or the first episode or two, where we're going to see park in operation before everything goes to <laughs> goes to crap. But yeah, I I 
don't really know how a here's a 10 episode series of just Jurassic World in operation or uh, dinosaur attacks across the world like what we see in those <laughs> closing credits of uh, Battle at Big Rock how that would go for a TV series because you need to get more than just fans on board for this otherwise you're not going to get the ratings you need to keep it going mm-hmm. evacuate the island we'd never reopen and then things started to happen <laughs> David even after our last uh, record things seemed to be okay for both of us virus related um, as soon as we finished recording last time I got a phone call from my brother saying it's all gone to poop turn on the news and fair enough there was warnings of border closures full shutdowns <laughs> everything so uh, around that time too and we were leaving it for the news uh, we got word that Dominion had stopped production at the time it had halted and um, even now it's just postponed uh, as you said before Colin's hoping to get uh, the ball rolling again soon but yeah, it's joined a lot of other films TV series everything really that's just stopped uh, stopped right where it is and there's going to be a big hole in uh, pop culture and that for <laughs> the foreseeable future I can see yeah, a lot of movies from NBC and, and Disney and Fox and well, all of them really have all just stopped. Everybody's not doing any. Nobody's doing anything right now. Nobody's making movies. Nobody's really releasing movies. Theaters are empty. In my side, at least, they have no, their the borders are shut down. In interstate travel is shut down. We're not allowed to leave the uh, state at all. We're they're trying to prevent people from um, kind of going outside a lot, which is failing miserably because people are stuck at home and then they're like, oh, uh, grocery stores are still open. Let's go shopping. Let's take the, all the family and the, and the dog, too. Oh, well, yeah, just to get outside and, and do something different. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, would you just stay home, people? Find a find a seven-season seven series to binge on Netflix or something. <laughs> just stay home. I mean, it's ridiculous. I read, some of you may, people may know I work for a, at a hardware store and it's just, oh, my God. God, people, you don't need mulch right now. <sighs> if you can go two weeks without it, stay home. Please, for the love of God, stay home. I have chemical burns on my arm from the bleach that I'm just constantly inhaling. <laughs> I've got, I'm constantly spraying. I'm, in, I'm inhaling bleach fumes and it's giving me a cough. Mm. Yeah, I'd assume it would be the same there. There's no general consensus on what necessary services is. Some people think X is an essential service. Other people think something is or isn't. Um, again, we've got the whole, yep, stay at home, don't go out unless you absolutely have to, travel bans and everything else. But it, it never come in as, as strict as what uh, what they were first saying, which has been good, yeah. because if I have to, I've got to cross the border every day for work, and if i got to show my payslip or something to say, yes, I work across here every time. Um, oh. That's something they gave to me in my workplace, too, was um, these slips of paper saying that we're an essential business, that hardware stores are an essential business, and that we're allowed to be out going to and from work, mm. you know? Yep. But everybody's out. We're, and my company has just been horrible at dealing with this in general. They're Like, our rival company, Home Depot, has been um, – they finally went and – um, they finally they closed all of their sales. They limited their all their um, all, they limited all of their sale. No, they just cut all of the sales. No more sales. They're limiting how many people can come into a store. I think it's at like a hundred people per store. And then they're limiting hours. And my company is just not doing that. They're letting people as many people as they want come in they finally just uh, last week just decided that we're worth it to give a hazard pay to <laughs> yeah. and they're they finally just cut the hours down to 7 p.m and i mean it's just they still have their big uh, spring sale going on it's just this is the thing they're not doing the things that matter yeah is the, is the problem yep I think my, my place, I've worked in abattoirs and a lot of people think meat is an essential essential service. I can go a week without having steak or something. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, 
it's a food production sort of service, so it's essential there too. But yeah. um, like mm-hmm. the hardware and that, look, tradespeople, like people, builders and all that are still doing work. Yes, they should have access to building supplies and that, but as you said before, no one needs to be out mulching their lawns because they're stuck at home at the moment or, or mulching gardens or doing home repairs or anything else because you're stuck at home because mm-hmm. that leads to then you hurting yourself and having to go into <laughs> triage or anything else and the, the ball, the bouncing ball effect just keeps on going. Mm-hmm. Well, here in Illinois, the governor shut down all non-essential businesses, so only grocery stores, hardware stores, um, vehicle maintenance stores, hospitals... Um, emergency services they're still open they're still open but everything else is closed including construction okay I mean this is I mean this is springtime in Illinois normally Illinois has two has two seasons construction and winter (laughs) (laughs) but there's nothing going on right now well that's this is the thing and I mean they don't need to come in and just buy lumber yeah I mean I suppose if your say your roof was caving in yes you need to come in and buy lumber yeah but this isn't that this is that one guy came by and bought up a bunch of pieces of fencing instead they're gonna chop them up and have his grandkids make birdhouses out of them because they're bored <laughs> again. As I'm coming back, don't come in just because you're bored. Boredom is not an excuse. Yeah. No, it's funny here. They're like the same. They've they've banned any people in park doing yoga classes and all that sort of stuff. Yet construction sites have twenty or thirty guys working close, <laughs> eating close, and everything else, and that's still allowed to continue. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it just makes you wonder sometimes, and just seeing seeing how things are going downhill slightly. Um, <laughs> but to keep it on topic a little bit, so the production for Dominion stopped and we knew they were filming sort of plate shots and that in Canada at the, the time of production stopped. Surely there wouldn't have been too much longer before they started heading to Malta and we know they were filming there and with what's er- everything that's going on over there, it's probably a good thing they didn't get over there when <laughs> before it all went it hit the fan because they, uh, some of them European countries and Italy and that are really in bad spots. So... Mm-hmm. I do know that they did finish the Canada unit. They were able to finish that up because Trevorrow did release a image of him starting to edit the film from home, and it was a picture of I think Maisie on a bicycle next to uh, a shop window that looked like it had been blown out. Yep, yep. I do remember someone mentioning that. And um, I think they were just starting to get everybody to Malta because I know that there was multiple. Multiple people. I think Sam Neill, Daniel Panada. They were all saying, "All right, we're gonna get, we're gonna get started." And then all of a sudden, they got the go home order, and they're like, "Ah." Mm. Yeah. So I think Sam Neill, like Sam Neill and Daniel Panetta, they were both set. They were both on their way to start filming at Malta when it was decided that no, we're shutting it all down. Mm. Yep. And of course, because that's been shut down, you mentioned it earlier, now they've got time, although Colin's still going for that same release date. I would hope they've got the like they got the time now, just go back over the script, look look at everything, just give everything another look over and just nail out any issues because mm-hmm. I don't want it rushed. It's gonna come out when it comes out. At least it's sort of heading into the production. There's a few films out there that uh, are done and won't be released. They'll be filling in the gaps once everyone's back to work. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even if they have to push it off for a whole year, at least we know that they're not going to be... I mean, I'll I'll do 2022 if it means an unrushed, well-made film. But everyone else yeah. is doing it. You don't... Yeah, exactly. Fast and yeah. Furious is pushing back to next year with their release of Nine. Um, mm-hmm. All these big production films push back so just just follow the ball, do do what the others are doing. There's no need to try and rush it. Yeah. Um, we've seen with Jurassic Park 3 what happened when that was went into production without uh, being ready. But um, yeah, like also the uh, the Jurassic World live tours, of course, has been shut down and cancelled with uh, all the uh, the tours that were going on wherever in the world that's at, at the moment. Um, Jurassic World the exhibit is that still touring? I don't know. I know Jurassic World. Well, Jurassic World live tour was when they started saying that they were canceling dates. Mm. I don't think that I'm not. 
I'm not sure if the live if the exhibition was still touring, but if it was, I would probably say it's not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, Camp Cretaceous is going to be a big one. Um, all DreamWorks staff have been shifted to working from home. I don't, I don't know if people that work for DreamWorks, the animators, that have the computer power at home to be able to render or even share what goes on there in um, mm-hmm. doing animation. I, I don't think it'd be finished yet, and I'd, I'd fear for the uh, the release day of that, whether or not they'd be able to have it done in time if they're working from home. Yeah. So that one's up in the air as well. But, um, as I said before, the, the tabletop book, if it's just a matter of calling people and getting art put in and assembled, I'd hope that's not the blade. Something like that that mm-hmm. comes out in the meantime can keep fans occupied before, yeah. before we get anything movie-related. I was going to say, but even then, if they do have um, Dominion material in there, I would hope that that would be released concurrently with Dominion, mm, you know? Yep. So we don't get, like, spoilers or anything. Mm. Yep. I don't know if there's much more we need to discuss on uh, COVID nineteen. As we're saying, we're both we're both working. Where uh, it's sort of odd. As much as I'm working, and I wish I was just at home doing nothing, like a lot of other people. Well, I'm employed, so I should be grateful. Um, yeah, true. I was. I mean, I'm thinking the same thing. It's not that I want to be home unemployed. I just want a safer working environment. You know. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they did kind of meet us halfway with the hazard pay. But I want, I just want to be able to go to work and not have to fear that the next person who's going to come up to my line coughing and hacking isn't going to give me the virus, Mm. which I, which I mean, I'll admit I'm young, I'm 27, I have a great immune system, but my parents are both over 60. My dad was an ex-smoker. My mom has asthma. They're both, they both are at high risk. Yeah. I don't want to bring it home to them. Yep. Yep. They're the one. They're the ones I'm afraid of it of bringing it home too. Mm. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's. I've like I haven't had the flu for two years. So immune system's good there, but I I do have some lung issues. So I don't know how that'll go. If I get it, <laughs> I've I've told the wife I've got the uh, I've got the camper here set up for two months, <laughs> solar isolation, so I can get in that and leave. But normally, if you've brought it home and by the time you realise you got it, you've probably given it to everyone else as well at home. So. Well, that's the other thing, is that, I mean, it has an incubation period of, I think, five, uh, six or seven days, mm. so you could have it for a week and to be spreading it around and not even realize you have it. Yeah, plus there's been cases here, too, of people having it and not showing symptoms, so... Same here. Uh, it, I think that happened to a friend, my mom's friend, who she was at work and she wasn't showing symptoms, but like a week after her work shut down, she started showing symptoms. mm yeah, so I one benefit here is the fact that they've been able to, or well, they're testing some medications and that that are currently in existence and not starting yeah. from scratch Same. because to scratch do a uh, antidote or anything like that, you're looking at 18 months to make, test, manufacture, and 18 months like this, I think <laughs> there's already big concerns about people's mental health. Um, Bottle shops and alcohol stores are considered essential service, so there's been warnings and limits on how much people can buy alcohol because all that's going to happen. And of course, there's the uh, the the virus boom, as they're calling them, or whatever, the, the, the babies that are going to be coming out in December and all that sort of stuff as well. So, 18 months of this would be a big issue. Yeah, they're they're already talking about. I mean our government passed an economic stimulus because the economy was starting to tank because everybody was freaking out about this. And then they passed a stimulus and started, and things started getting a little bit better, but econo- uh, our, uh, unemployment is still very high because or not very high, but it's already growing because a lot of customers, a lot of companies just aren't, they're shutting down and don't know when they're going to, um, reopened so they're furloughing workers mm. which basically means they have a job but they don't aren't going to get a paycheck and they can't go to work yeah well they've just you started know? something similar here where if if you have to let workers go you'll be getting in an like a, a payment to pay them 
a set wage for the weeks just to keep them on the books so that way when it's all said and done businesses start back up you're not going to have this massive recruitment delay and that people are getting exactly paid. same but uh, they're, they're sort of first first a lot of stuff was oh we're just going to postpone to may end of april give it four weeks and see how it goes now they're sort of talking six months um mm-hmm. i think i, well, I think to 2020 is going to be pretty much a write-off for everything and we mentioned before <laughs> films being delayed like it's it's going to go all the way down tv there's no tv in production there's no, no, there's nothing. If if any, if any production anywhere that requires more than two or three people in one room, it's not happening. So yeah, TV, radio, it's all, it's all gone. Um, television, television, radio require advertising revenue to stay afloat. That's not coming. There's, I love, like, well, not love, but now currently on the radio and TV, there's ads for services that, of course, of course they're closed. Even travel services are closed and given three or four weeks when that marketing um, starts to dry up, there's not going to be anything on TV. <laughs> Again, back to the DVD, back to streaming reruns. That's all That's all it'll be. Well, it's not so much a problem here because in North America we have the um, summer season coming up, so a lot of it's going to be B, B-roll TV shows and reruns anyway. Yeah. But it's kind of more of a problem for you because you're starting to go into winter. Mm. And that's... I don't know if it's the same in Australia, but in America, that's when a lot of shows start showing. That's when a lot of shows come back. They come back from their breaks. Yeah, well, a lot of them... people are stuck inside and they've got nothing else to do but watch TV. Yeah, well, a lot of them start coming back in February, February, March. Um, and sort of even now, there's the, the advertising shows, which a lot of the... Uh, not so much uh, reality shows, but sort of people in studios... Um, doing stuff now that's already pre-recorded and they're going to have some sort of finale um june july august like those finales we just finished up australian survivor here and that finale didn't mm-hmm. nearly didn't happen because people couldn't travel to get to it i've heard that the uh survivor 40 over there there's not going to be an actual mm-hmm. finale as well and that's that's just reality tv apparently there's four four series of big brother going on at the moment with people locked away and have no idea what's going on whether or not they're going to be told <laughs> You, you just imagine that production coming and say, we've got something to tell you, is this massive world pandemic. Of course you're not going to believe it. <laughs> they, may <as> well, <laughs> they may as well come in and tell you that aliens just had landed. I was going to say, it's the caveman coming out of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> CD? <laughs> uh... But thankfully, I mean, like there are a lot of kind of like late night shows and stuff that I like to watch that have like one main person and they can basically do the show from their home by just extending the monologue and then having a uh, tape or not a tape but a um Skype recording of them and the, of him and uh, like another guest talking over Skype or something like we're doing now yeah 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 and that, that's the thing a lot of people find different ways of uh, of uh, making use of the situation being at home and that yeah I think um like Zune, Zune or Zoom, whatever they call it, um, posted last week. They never realised that they were a social media platform because now everyone's using their their video uh, service to uh, talk to each other and that. Which, um, mm-hmm. well, that's another thing. Is like, I mean, my mom, she works in billing at a uh, re- at a um, at a uh, renting firm, so she's able to work from home. She can just, I mean, she just sends out the bills from home on the work computer and then they do video conferences via Skype. Mm. You know? Yeah. I, on, on the positive, I do hope in the future this sort of shows that, hey, physically disabled people and that can do all the same sort of stuff from home and it sort of mm-hmm. changes the workplace like that. I'd, I'd love to see how it affects big business where they have a, a, an office block downtown where they're paying millions of dollars in rent and everything a year where now they're sitting there vacant and everyone's doing the same work from home I'd, I'd just love to see how this sort of affects the world going forward um, my dad thinks that he's gonna he thinks that a lot of office buildings like in downtowns and stuff that aren't really required to uh or aren't really necessary to have um or well i should i say that they're able to have the infrastructure to send people home and work from home that they're able that they might be after this is over get the idea that well hey 
all these guys can work at home. We don't have to keep the lights on and pay the electric bill for that fancy office tower. Yeah. <laughs> you can just have everybody work from home and do video and do either their video conferences or just have IT open or something on the weekends or something, you know? Yeah. But then you've got bring in the bring the computer in if it breaks. <laughs> Yeah, but then you got, again, and there's the other side. Well, if that's the case, then building is going to be, <laughs> construction is going to be way down because there's no no new buildings getting built in the cities and that, and it's sort of catch-22 one way or another, whichever way you go. But Regardless, I do think that this is going to change, like you, I do think this is going to change things and maybe permanently change the way we view about the workplace in America mm. I mean, maybe even across the world. And can we just stop buying things from China? <laughs> can we start building, <laughs> making things locally again? Well, that's another thing is that, like, in distribution centers for my store, there is people who have who have contacted and tested positive for coronavirus, and all the everything they've touched in like a week before their get sent home, that's all infected and that's already been sent out already. Yeah, on trucks. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's. I'm, I'm going to put my little my tinfoil hat on here. It's, it's all fair and good for politicians or people in, to come out and say, don't panic, buy, all this sort of stuff. There's plenty of stuff to go around if you just buy what you need and that. But same thing, like, you, you're talking about your distribution store for your, your homeware, like, um, t- uh, timber and hardware and stuff. Even mm-hmm. the, uh, the massive food distribution centres... Like, all you need is someone in there to get sick and it's shut down, and all of a sudden that food's mm-hmm. not getting to stores. Now, here locally we have a big distribution centre for one of the supermarkets, and they're just they're hiring an extra 120 people that are unemployed from baristas and God knows whatever else, whatever employment locally that's shut down in there just to get uh, mm-hmm. trucks filled to get stuff out the store and get shelves, stuff on shelves again. But I'm sure if uh, even the transport industry, if... Because truck drivers going up and down the highways, stopping at truck stops and everything else, they're, they're in a high risk of getting it, especially with people still yeah. travelling when they're not supposed to. Although I could see the army coming in with trucks and still transporting stuff if, if trucks get shut down just to get food to where mm-hmm. it needs to be because they're never going to say, hey, you can't go out and shop for groceries or anything else. No. Those services. Yeah, I, doubt, I mean, People are trying to say that like vegetable gardens and stuff like that are essential, but I mean I do not think we are at the the Walking Dead Doomsday <laughs> Garden yet. I don't. I mean the stores are still open; they're still very well stocked. Maybe not with toilet paper, but there's still well stocked food. <laughs> oh, I thought we'd get through it without mentioning toilet paper, but <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, because we had to finally, or we finally gave up and had to order toilet paper online because. We don't. We cannot find it anywhere in our town. Is that via an Amazon or something like that? Uh, we found. We figured out that there are corporate sites where, like, sites that are retail and large office spaces, okay. can order their toilet paper. We put in a small order um, from them for personal. Yeah, that's all right. They do allow that. They are allowing personal purchases from. Like um, corporate office style. I mean, it's not the best stuff. It's not Charmin, but it's still better than one single roll, one roll per person of Scotts well, that they're selling in stores. Yeah, and if no, and if to our international audience, if you're not familiar with it, it is considered like the number one worst toilet paper <laughs> ever. Yeah, well, people suggest in magazines and newspapers, and we're not there yet. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere no. near there. Uh, but it has seen a massive spike in the uh, sales of bidets from hardware stores, so... Uh. Yeah, I've seen that too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, fu- the future's uncertain. Um, we'll just sit back and watch it all happen, I suppose. There's not, not a lot we can do about it. Um, but again, as you said earlier, just stay at home. Keep yourselves occupied the best way you can. Um and, and try we'll do it at home. Yeah, try not to be annoyed by the kids because they will drive you crazy. But yeah, I think that's all we uh, all we got for the March mm-hmm. issue of Jurassic Minutes. Um, we might uh, we might do something again for April. I don't think it'll be any news related or I I didn't admit, I deliberately didn't mention any of the uh, the toy sort of stuff here because there has been some new figures coming out. 
one thing I absolutely hated last year when I lost my job was seeing people getting new figures and even seeing new figures coming out and knowing I couldn't buy them or couldn't afford them. So I didn't really want to talk about new figures and that sort of stuff uh, mm. with so many people losing their jobs. I know that I've personally been trying to avoid per- non-essential purchases myself to just keep out of the stores and stuff like that. So I've basically, I think the most I've gone out is either for work or I went, I think last week I, I did a Target run and got some milk and some other little supplies. Mm. Oh, it's it's been painful not looking at eBay or Facebook Marketplace for <laughs> buying stuff locally or because a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, gadgets and crap i buy off ebay is all from china so i've been trying mm-hmm. to stay away from that dodging that bullet but yeah well you did bring it up i mean like you mentioned restaurants earlier and that's just one thing i'm afraid of is like especially the mo- small mom and pop places we have a small chinese uh, mom and pop chinese restaurant in town and i know they were probably hurting before coronavirus got to the north american continent and now they're not even open. I doubt they're even open or even doing well. And I'm just, you know, because people, people wouldn't probably wouldn't buy Chinese food from. I know Chinatown in downtown Chicago was doing very badly before it even got yeah. to America. So I could I could imagine that a small town Chinese restaurant could not be staying doing very well right now. No, no, and that's the bakeries, small takeaway shops, all that sort of stuff. Just. A lot of them won't won't survive this, um, unfortunately. But again, it'll just a matter of see how how things go. But especially here, there's a big problem with uh, landlords and that still requiring full payments for for businesses and that, even though there's no money coming in, because a lot of the uh, business, a lot of the buildings they've got mortgages mortgages on themselves. So if they're not getting money, they're not paying, and it's just again that that whole cascading effect that's um that's really affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's been uh, the March issue of Jurassic Minutes. David, thank you for joining me. Um, Next week, we start Jurassic World Minutes with the road to Jurassic World. Uh, There'll be one episode next week, and then the minutes will follow. So we're uh, we're getting into it, Dave. Looking ahead, starting to uh, rewatch Jurassic World one minute at a time. Mm -hmm. But until then, we'll get out of here for the day. So remember everyone, safety is everyone's business. Report genetic abnormalities now. Dispose of bio properly and halt the spread of coronavirus now. Mm-hmm.